Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I am Jared St. Clair, and it is my mission to help parents who are searching for answers to raise naturally healthy children. Here, I not only provide that vital information, but also help you optimize your vitality through natural means while avoiding pharmaceuticals, if at all possible. Today, it's all about you. It's about time, right? <laughs> Who's in charge of your health? Who's in charge of your child's health? Who can be trusted to give you valid and useful health advice? Which media source is the best to read unbiased opinions about health? Are there any unbiased opinions about health? Or anything for that matter? We have more opinions now than ever before, more options now than ever before when it comes to advice about our health needs. We have family doctors, we have pediatricians, naturopathic doctors, chiropractors, nurse practitioners, functional and integrative medicine practitioners, personal trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, herbalists, energy workers, acupuncturists, health food store owners like me, pharmaceutical advertising can even influence you, books by experts, online influencers, organizations like the WHO, the CDC, the FDA, and your local health departments. I could go on, but I think you get the picture. So as we all could be drowning in this sea of information, how do we know what to grab onto to bring us to shore safely and in full health? Yeah, good luck with that, right? There's so much information. What do we do with it and who do we trust? So let's talk about this. Here you are listening to a guy who owns a supplement store. He's been in the health food industry for 45 years. He's seemingly well-educated. He sounds pretty smart about the topics that he discusses. He's relatively well-spoken. He speaks with a level of authority on these topics. He clearly has experience, but does he actually know what he's talking about? Does he have a diploma that proves he knows what he's talking about? And if so, where did his education come from? Or is he self-educated? Well, what about your doctor? He got his medical degree from a medical school. He must know what he's talking about. What about your children's doctor? Same thing, right? Your dietitian must know what's up because she has a diploma and did the work to understand this stuff. Your chiropractor went to chiropractic school, but she often talks to you about how to eat and sometimes recommends supplements or maybe she even sells them to you. Your favorite social media follow posts really great memes, stories, and reels about nutrition. Eat this and not that. Avoid these things and eat more of those things. Use this protein powder, not that protein powder, etc. I could keep going and I could go through all that entire list. But just two days ago, I was commenting on social media, on Instagram, 
about what I thought was a great post about glyphosate. Glyphosate is the chemical weed killer in Roundup. I believe that the evidence is overwhelming on the dangers of this chemical. It's been restricted or completely banned in many countries over the last several years. And yet the comment right above my comment on that post said that glyphosate is totally safe at normal levels and that this was just fear-mongering. She said that every governing body in the world agreed with her and that the post was misleading and designed to scare people into eating organic. Then her followers jumped in and seconded her opinion, thanking her for speaking the truth. The post contained two diametrically opposing views. So which one is right? Which one is wrong? Are either of them right? Is there a middle ground? Another example, I had two clients come in to see me for nutritional consultation in the last two days. Both of them had been prescribed a a specific form of antibiotic in the fluoroquinolone family. I believe that these drugs are far more dangerous than they are effective and that they are very effective, that there are very effective drugs that could be used instead. In fact, these drugs have also been banned in many parts of the world, but just not in the USA. I've seen firsthand how dangerous these drugs are. I've seen permanent disability from these drugs, but they were prescribed by doctors with more impressive credentials than mine. Why did they prescribe them? What do they believe about those drugs? My best guess is those doctors believe those drugs are safe. I believe they're dangerous. Who's right and who's wrong in this case? Yesterday, a committee that advises the FDA on vaccine approvals voted unanimously to approve both Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccines for six months up to five years old. Almost the smallest of children. I personally believe that is a terrifying result. I work with a group of over 40,000 COVID vaccine injured adults and children. I've seen the other side of this coin. You can check out their stories if you're interested on the Dearly Discarded podcast. But again, I'm not a medical expert. The people on the committee are medical experts. They have degrees and diplomas to prove it. And the positions that they have prove that as well. But what are their motivations? And what are mine? And who is right? And who is wrong? My point is actually incredibly simple. You can't just place your health or the health of your child in the hands of any expert. Now, before you start thinking that I'm referring only to medical doctors, I consider myself to be an expert when it comes to nutrition and supplementation also. So that statement, and I will say it again, You can't just place your health or the health of your child in the hands of an expert. It's not about any particular type of expert. It's about anybody giving you that advice from the online influencer to the guy on the podcast, to the acupuncturist, to the medical doctor. Ultimately, it's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility. You are the one responsible for your health and the health of your children. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. There are brilliant people in all of these categories that I mentioned earlier. I've worked with amazing medical doctors. I've worked with a great naturopathic doctor who I absolutely love named Dr. Todd Cameron. He's fantastic. 
I have several chiropractors that I love and count on when I need them. But I've also seen ineffective and even dangerous decisions and people in all of those same fields. So what does one do to figure this out? Who is right and who is wrong? And who can you trust? I look at it this way. We know without any doubt that money and politics play way too large a role in healthcare in America today. All you had to do was live through COVID to see that. I'm in business, and so is every doctor out there. So is every vitamin company and pharmaceutical company, and every social media influencer is hoping for more clicks and more money from those who sponsor them or the products that they sell. All of us need to make a living. So it isn't just as simple as following the money. But there are lots of clues, so many clues. For instance, with the COVID vaccine for kids, Pfizer and Moderna already made these doses before the committee even met. The Biden administration already approved and purchased them. The advisory committee meeting seemed to me just to be a formality. To me, that's a clue. To you, it may not be. So there are some rules that I live by. These are mine, and you can use them if you'd like, or you can ignore them. Because again, I'm just one voice in this sea of health advice. But these rules have served me well. First, look for independence. Independent voices have a far higher likelihood, in my view, of actually speaking what they believe is true. It doesn't mean they're right, but it does mean that they're far less likely to be influenced by other powers. We witnessed this a lot, uh, again, over the last couple of years, where we had to reach out to ind independent voices and listen to them because the censorship and narrative and everything else was so strong. So look for smaller, more independent resources as opposed to big major uh, corporations that are beholden to their shareholders and so on and so forth. I do this in my decision-making when it comes to what I sell at my store, Vitality Nutrition and VitalityNutrition.com. I look for brands that are not necessarily smaller. I always say small because they usually are smaller, but more independent, optimally family-run. I love that, partly because my business is family-run. But we don't want shareholders calling the shots because shareholders want one thing, profit. We're all in business to make money and profit matters. You will go out of business if you don't achieve it. That being said, independent companies have the ability to do what is right for their customers and put their customers ahead of profit. Whether they choose to do that is up to them. And usually the proof is in the pudding. You can see it if you look hard enough. Number two, find sources that you trust. Prove them out. Look at reviews. Look at who pays for their advertising. Look for holes in their logic. Be critical. If you love the personality, don't let that sway you into thinking that they are trustworthy and go with your gut. I've talked to so many people over the years so many people, hundreds and hundreds, who have said, I didn't feel good about it, but I did it anyway because. Well, I don't think the because matters. 
in that case. We oftentimes feel pressured into making a specific healthcare decision. And you could feel pressured by me if you're listening to this podcast and it sounds really compelling. Man, maybe I should try that. But I don't think that's really pressure as much as that's, I guess it's marketing. And maybe marketing applies some pressure. But don't ever make a health decision because you feel pressured to make that decision. If you don't feel good about it, if your instincts are buzzing and saying, whoa, then maybe there's a reason you should slow it down and do a little more research. Number three, never make a health decision out of fear. Fear is another form of pressure. The fear state has you squarely in the sympathetic nervous system. and Your focus narrows to only the tiniest amounts of information. The big picture is gone at that point when you're living in a state of fear. And unfortunately, when your health is on the line, fear is an easy emotion to feel. Especially if it's your kids, right? It can be really, really challenging. But you can't make decisions out of fear. With the exception of emergency cases when someone's rushing to the hospital, bleeding out or something like that, there is almost always time to breathe deeply, to say a prayer if you're one who prays, to really think through this and do some research, to listen to what's being said and feel it out and feel if it feels right to you to learn, to read, to research. Do that and do it from multiple unrelated sources. Get second and third opinions if you don't feel good about the first one. Number four, look into the risks and the benefits. Ask for informed consent. This is when your medical doctor must legally provide you with the risks and the benefits of any medicine he or she recommends. Read up online before you take any drug. The drug side effects are well outlined. Also, look around for evidence outside of drugs.com or WebMD. One easy thing to do, and sometimes it yields very few results, and if it does yield very few, few results, that's probably a good thing, is to just type in the side effects of blank drug or the dangers of blank drug into your search engine. You can Google it, but if you want to avoid the whitewashing that Google loves to do for their advertisers, then put it into the Brave browser. If you're not familiar with the Brave browser, look into it. I believe it is a truly independent search engine, and I love it. It's free, and you're more likely to find unbiased or at least balanced information there. Look up the risks and the benefits. Number five, try natural and safe alternatives once you identify those through research as well. Remember, just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's safe. So I always say natural and safe because that matters. Do your research there as well. And don't trust the first search result that pops up. Dig around a bit. You'll certainly find different opinions and you still ultimately have to be the judge of what you think is natural and safe. But give those things a try if you feel good about them, because likely, in most cases, the drug or the procedure that you may be trying to avoid will still be there if you need it. Number six, research your doctor and your pediatrician. Ask them hard questions and don't accept vague answers. 
do Google searches, see what their rating is, read real reviews from real patients and fire them if you don't get what you feel comfortable with from them. Don't do what you're told to do if you don't believe it is the best thing for you. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert, but you are never, ever beholden to just one voice other than your own. So do your research and find a doctor or a pediatrician that jives with you, that you feel good about the recommendations they're making, and then verify. And number seven, finally, if you do make the educated decision to get a procedure or take a pharmaceutical, be optimistic that it is going to work. Your mindset matters big time. Don't approach it with fear once you've made the decision. Approach it with hopefulness and a belief that it will provide the relief that you're looking for. Always keep an eye out for side effects and watch for warning signs in case you need to make a change, but go into it feeling like this is going to work. All right, that's my do's and don'ts uh, when it comes to taking care of your health. Again, I am just one voice in this sea of voices, but I decided to bring this topic to you today for one very simple reason. I was reading an article um, that was talking about online influencers and how some of them are actually being paid almost under the counter by pharmaceutical companies to make recommendations on specific drugs. Now, there are some laws to prevent this. It's very hard to police and it's happening apparently a lot more than I knew it was. And that sparked the question that has been in my mind for the last several years, and that is simply who is right and who is wrong. It is largely all about perception. And if we're not willing to take the time to do the work to learn how to take care of our health, then we will be pushed and prodded and poked along doing the things that we're told to do because we simply don't know what the other options are. I commend you for listening to a show like this. And it doesn't have to be my, my podcast. There's dozens of really great voices in this field talking about these things, all kinds of blogs and substacks and Instagram follows and you name it. They're everywhere. Great books on these topics. Lots of great information. I commend you for listening to me because you're trying to learn. That's all that matters. You're making the effort to improve your health and the health of your kids. And that is commendable because far too many of us in this country have decided to just turn our health over to the expert. I don't believe that works. You are ultimately responsible for your own health and vitality. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate any moments that you give me your ear so that I can fill it up with my ideas and thoughts. If this was helpful, please uh, let me know. Reach out on Instagram. I'd love to hear any feedback at Jared Saint or at Vitality Radio. Uh, you can also catch us at the store Instagram at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful. Also, if you have questions, you can call us directly at Vitality Nutrition. Even if you're nowhere nearby, we'd love to take your call. 801-292-6662. That's 
6662. And of course, you can check us out online at vitalitynutrition.com. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you. For years at Vitality Nutrition, we've struggled with the question, what can I do to help my aching joints? About 20 years ago, glucosamine and chondroitin appeared on the market, and for the first time, we had something natural that actually made a real difference for a lot of our customers. But over the years, glucosamine products seemed to still only work for a certain percentage of the people who tried them, and then only seemed to help so much. Then came hyaluronic acid. A healthy joint regularly secretes a substance called hyaluronic acid. This compound is slippery and provides lubrication and cushion to the joint. As we age, we produce less of this vital substance. The problem is that supplements containing this promising ingredient don't absorb well and mostly get wiped out in the stomach. Well, about eight years ago, Jared discovered a company who had figured out how to solve this problem. The product they developed is called Baxel, and it is amazing. Baxel is a liquid that's almost flavorless, and according to the clinical trials, when taken twice daily, provides significant relief to 84% of people who use it. At Vitality, we love Baxel because it works. It's as simple as that. Plus, it's 100% guaranteed. If your joints creak and pop, if you experience discomfort, pain, or stiffness, then you owe it to yourself to try Baxel today. Baxel is available at Vitality Nutrition and online at vitalitynutrition.com. Come visit us at 107 South 500 West in Bountiful, Utah. Check us out online or call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.